Welcome to the New School of Marketing podcast, the place for smart, simple strategies that will amplify your business results. Sharing practical tips, insider knowledge and actionable advice because marketing is something that every business owner can do. Now, let's get started. Introducing your host, Bianca McKenzie, mum, lover of snow sports, camping, horse riding and in-demand launch strategist and Facebook advertising knowledge bank. Welcome to the New School of Marketing podcast. I'm Bianca McKenzie, and today I'm talking about skyrocketing your sales with Angela Henderson. Angela Henderson is an award-winning business coach for women, international keynote speaker, and podcaster who helps women in business get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then onto six- and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. Welcome to the show, Angela. So exciting to have you here. Hey, hey. So excited to hang out. Exciting and I am sure that's going to be super informative too. Everyone wants to know about skyrocketing sales. So I'm really excited to talk um, about this topic. Can you explain a little bit more about what you mean by this? And also what type of businesses do you generally work with? Yeah, so one of the things that I find so often when people are either in my Facebook community or DMing me or whatever is it's around sales. And I'm always like, well, what is it about sales that people are struggling with? And what I found over the last decade of being in business is that there's some common trends, which we're going to talk about soon in regards to why people really, you know, struggle with skyrocketing their sales and what they need to do to change and shift that. Because if not, these same patterns and behavior are going to, you know, continue. People just think that, oh, if I add more money to Facebook ads or if I add more money to Google ads or Pinterest ads or whatever, I'll be a millionaire and everything will go. It doesn't necessarily work like that. So I get really excited to be able to talk about this topic because the more people can understand what actually goes on behind skyrocketing your sales, the quicker they're able to get to that and they're more likely to break the patterns of bad patterns that they've been going on. So yes, and a little bit to answer your second question about businesses that I generally work with. Listen, it's on any given week, it's pretty much a 60-40 split is my first business was one of Australia's leading educational toy stores where I was also one of their, uh, one of Australia's number one uh, parenting influencers where I worked with Netflix, Spotlight, Woolies and a variety of other brands. And because of that e-com background, I still work with about 40% of e-com businesses. And I work with about 60% of service-based businesses. And it can range from kinesiologists to I work with Australia's leading plastic surgeon. It could be naturopaths. It could be it could be coaches. Actually, I work with very few coaches. Um, I also work with uh, individuals who have like a vitamin business. I've got a person who does personalized uh, gifts. I've got people who have clothing ranges, you know, copywriters. And so, yeah, so these are the different types of businesses that I work with. I love that you're actually um, telling me this because what you're now going to um, talk about as well, like the, the rest of, of the conversation, it means that it can be applied to so many different businesses. So if there's anyone listening that goes, oh, yeah, well, it's not for me, I love that you actually said that it's such a diverse range and, yeah, this is going to, I know, I know this is going to apply to everyone. So, all right, so everyone wants to increase their sales, but it's really not uh, always as straightforward. You've kind of yes. already touched on this. Can you tell the listeners the number one thing to be mindful of when you want to skyrocket your sales? Yes, I think this is a great way to start and a great question to start with because if you can start to understand this, every all the other pieces are going to fall into place. So the number one thing to be mindful of when it comes to skyrocketing your sales is stop overcomplicating things. 
so often, you know, again, I'll get messages or people hopping on discovery calls with me and they have like literally five or six different funnels going and they're on different platforms. They're like, they're on YouTube and they're on Instagram and they're on Clubhouse and they're on Twitter, but yet they're still not having success. They're still not being able to increase their revenue and their profitability. And so I'm saying, stop overcomplicating things. I know you, this might be very mixed or very counterintuitive from a lot of the Facebook ads you read about, you know, you need these funnels and you need this and that. No, you don't. You need a good product. You need to have a great mindset and you need to be willing to put yourself out there. And if you can do that, your sales will become inevitable. Also, again, you need to lead with value. Lead with what your customer wants. Stop treating customers like a transaction, all right? They are human beings. And again, the number one recent study I found is that your um, your clients are humans, right? Like stop treating them any differently than that and that they are going to be. They're the ones who are making these purchases. So again, be mindful about overcomplicating things when it comes to skyrocketing your sales. I love that. I really love that. And yes, it, I can see how people do it because there are so many options and opportunities out there for us that when you first get started, you kind of go, oh my God, I have to be everywhere and mm-hmm. just get swept up in that whole hype of things, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so as someone who's been in business for quite a few years now, it took it actually took me a while to start making consistent sales. And I don't know if it came from the overwhelm or like, Uh, like there's lots of things Mm -hmm. (laughs) like lots of things so yeah consistent sales let alone alone skyrocket them Mm -hmm. can you share why businesses often struggle with skyrocketing their sales like I know that I had a few things yeah yeah, absolutely I'd love to be able to show this because (laughs) the thing is is, and that I first start with is this and and it sounds again very counterintuitive but Understanding why businesses struggle is this, is you need to understand that your outside world is a reflection of your inside world. So what goes on in the inside shows on the outside. So if you've got a lot of chaos going on in your world and you're anxious and you've got, you know, a variety of things going on, you're going to struggle, such as, you know, understanding why business struggle to skyrocket their sales is you really need to go back and understand what is your belief system that you have around money? What are the stories that your parents or you had growing up as a child? You know, you have to work hard or money is dirty or money doesn't grow on trees, right? Also, you need to understand like, where is your confidence when it comes to selling? Are you confident in your product? Are you confident to put yourself out there? Because if not, that's okay, but just knows that this will have an influence in regards to being able to skyrocket your sales. Also, like I said earlier on, what are the money blocks that you currently have carried through childhood, right, through till now? Really look at those and hone in on those because until you can start to unpack those, again, that internal dialogue that you have, whether it's from your subconscious and whether or not you choose to actually bring it to the conscious level, is 100% impacting your success right now with your business. And the other thing that I see businesses struggle with skyrocketing their sales is that they don't feel right to sell or they use things like, I feel yicky, I feel uncomfortable, you know, et cetera. And my thing is, is I'd want you to look at a reframe when it comes to this. And so often people kind of have this aha moment. Look at selling as serving. Don't wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to sell if that feels yuck and sick to you. Look up and go, how can I serve my audience with my amazing product or my amazing service that I have in order to make their life better? Because by you not serving your audience with what you have, you're actually doing a disservice to those people in the world who need your service. 
You know, it's your responsibility to be able to serve them. So instead of selling, replace that word with serving. And this helps so many people to start get that confidence to start being able to skyrocket their sales on a more regular basis. So those are really the main things that I, I say you need to look at when understanding why businesses struggle. Beliefs, stories, confidence, money blocks, and feeling uncomfortable to sell. If any of those come up or you felt triggered by any of those, I encourage you to look within because, again, your outside world is a direct reflection of what's going on in your internal world. I think that's great. And there's nothing like starting your own business to go through the biggest, I think, personal development exercise in your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I definitely have, have noticed that. So I think that's really good. And it is interesting when I talk to new business owners, especially um, that they kind of haven't really gotten the the mindset and money blocks and belief systems side um, that they haven't even sort of found out about that because when you're in a job, it really doesn't affect you as much. I think, right. um, mm-hmm. I think it's really, really important when you are in business. So touching on that, I know that the title of the podcast, we, we are naming it the three S framework. And I know mm-hmm. that you have a three S framework. Can you tell us more about it? Because I know that all of this leads into your three S framework to mm-hmm. skyrocket sales. So how do people apply this framework um, to skyrocket sales? Yeah, absolutely. So my first S is showing up. And what I mean by this is I want you to really think about how are you showing up in your business. That can include how often are you showing up, but equally what platforms are you showing up on the in your business? Are they the right platforms? For example, um, a mastermind client of mine, she was going to give up on Pinterest. I don't know why I was paying money on a Pinterest specialist. No, I'm getting zero traffic from Pinterest. It's not doing anything. And I said, hold on a second. Do you mean let's look at our data? And when we looked at the data, the data showed that actually the number one driving traffic to her website was Pinterest. So you need to, again, when you're showing up, again, how are you showing up? Where, How often are you showing up? What platforms are you showing up? And are they the right ones for where your audience is consuming content that you are going to be able to serve them to? Are you showing up with a consistent newsletter, right? Are, you know, is it weekly, fortnightly, monthly? Are you creating, you know, a podcast or a YouTube channel? Again, depending on if that's where your clients are consuming content. I say all these platforms, I'm not asking you, please note, to go and do all these things, but I'm wanting you to really think about where are your clients sitting? And, you know, a lot of times I'll get someone, well, I'm going to create a YouTube channel and that's how I'm going to skyrocket your sales. And then when I say to them, but is your clients, do you mean consuming content on YouTube? No. So you were going to spend all that money and all that effort creating a YouTube channel. So then what's your return on investment? Probably nothing. So businesses really need to do that. But when you first start in business, or if you go into the growth stage of business, or even the scale stage of business, people just try and start doing everything and start forgetting about the main things that drive their revenue, right? The more you show up on the platforms where your clients consume content and are actually able to, you know, get your products that you want to serve to them, the more visibility you have, the more trust you have, the more credibility you have, and ultimately the more sales you will have. And as I said earlier on, showing up, you need to be able to look at your return on investment for showing up and are producing a podcast or producing a YouTube and looking at your Google Analytics every single month to understand where you should continue to focus your time and energy. So my first S is showing up. I think that's awesome. And I kind of want to chip in there a little bit um, because I talk about this a lot and I've had people on the podcast that talk about this as well. 
when you say show up and, and, you know, finding out the platforms, it really comes down to knowing your ideal client, right? Like knowing, mm-hmm. really, really, really knowing who they are and where they are. And because mm-hmm. otherwise we're going to just show up in all these different places and we're just going to get exhausted, like you said earlier on, overcomplicating things and just doing too many things. And then you just, you're not doing any of them right. So mm-hmm. I think that is a really good takeaway as well, that yes, show up, but show up in the right place and don't necessarily overdo it. And um, I don't I don't know where this piece of advice came from, but I've heard it from a, a few people that once you've got one down, one platform, then you can add in other ones. But get 100%. one. I mean, I would say that to any client that comes to me, you're better off doing one really, really well. And because each platform comes with so many different complexities. You look at Instagram. Instagram is an umbrella, right? Yeah. But underneath that, you've got the feed, you've got stories, you've got IGTV, you've got live, you've now got reels, right? Yeah. There's, I mean, just to do Instagram would be a full-time job if you were doing all of those. So even with Instagram, I say, choose something that lights you up. If reels is really easy for you and comes quite natural for you, then stick with reels. Once you do nail reels, then you might then add in stories or et cetera, et cetera, right? Because the thing is, is you do not, I mean, unless you've got a shit ton of money, right? Where you can just outsource, outsource and outsource. But the reality of it is, is a lot of businesses, not all, but a lot of businesses, you have to be there to do the real, right? Like you still have to put time into your diary to set that up. So again, do them well, because when you do them well, and you're consistently doing them well, right? What happens is, is you start to create quality content versus quantity. Mm. And again, quality is far more important. I would rather you produce five quality reels in a month than 25 just half-butt reels, right? So again, showing up and producing that content on those platforms where your audience is, is sitting with quality content is far more better than quantity. I 100% agree. All right. So number one in your 3S framework is show up. Tell us the rest. Well, my second S is around strategy. So it's really great if you're showing up. But what is your strategy for skyrocketing your sales? Not only on the platforms that you're going to choose to show up, but equally, what is your strategy for your business? Like if you're out there listening, do you genuinely know what your goals are for this year? Do you know what your goals are for the next 90 days? Do you know what your goals are for the next month? Do you know what your goals are for the next week? Majority of clients that come to me are like, I've never actually sat down and put my goals to paper. They're in my head. But again, it's you don't, if you're not writing things down and you're not focusing on those things and you're not measuring those things, then how do you know if things are working, right? So my second S is all about strategy. It's like, the other thing is, is do you have a promotional rhythm strategy mapped out? And a promotional rhythm strategy is for e-commerce service-based businesses. But if you've got, for example, if you're a service-based business, do you know that for there's four weeks in a month and you've got no launches coming up, but you've got a variety of other products. So week one, I'm going to be promoting every single day my mastermind. Week two, I might be promoting my mini retreat. Week three, I might be promoting my one-on-one stuff. But you having a promotional rhythm and understanding what you're promoting on any given week, all right? It's so much easier to then create your content behind that because you've got a strategy in place. It's just so much, it's you don't have to overthink things. You don't have to overcomplicate things because it says, I'm, do you mean I'm talking about my mastermind this week? 
for an e-com business with your promotional rhythm, do you know, is there like, like an educational product week? So you might have a week where you're talking about your top five or top seven educational products and you might release one of those every single week. And the next week you might work, you know, do another promotional rhythm, but on a different type of products that you're releasing. Does that make sense? So understanding that promotional rhythm is, is, a going to add to your strategy, which means it's then going to be able to get into the platforms where those people are sitting, which means you're going to be able to reap the rewards because you're doing things, do you know what I mean, for what your consumer needs and wants. Yeah, it's kind of like the backbone of, of showing up as well. It's kind of like, well, you can show up, but you need to know why mm-hmm. and what. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, your strategy really helps you with that. And there is nothing better in my mind than actually writing down goals and planning them out per month mm-hmm. or per quarter, whatever, you know, if someone wants to do, I do monthly and quarterly and yearly, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, writing them down, breaking it up into little chunks and then reviewing it. And then you can measure it. Like you said, if you just kind of like start flying blind, then how are you going to know that you're actually making progress? So strategy I would strategy is keep it so many people that I spoke to on a monthly basis do not have it in play because here's the thing in order to skyrocket your sales if you're showing up but don't have a strategy you're not going to be able to skyrocket your sales to the fullest if you have a strategy but you're not showing up and you're not showing up on the right platforms it doesn't matter how good the strategy is because our showing up is in all the wrong places does that make sense yeah 100 yeah which then leads to my third s which is selling you know and this should be a no-brainer. But I'm telling you, you can have strategy and you can be showing up. But so often people are like, yeah, I'm on Instagram. I did my reels. I did my stories. I did my feed. And then I go and look, I'm like, you haven't done one selling post for three weeks. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, I don't really feel comfortable selling. So I'm just going to, but I'm showing up. I'm like, oh my goodness, are you in this for shits and giggles people? Or are you in this to make money? Yeah. And what I say is, is if you had a nine to five job right now, you have a role description that you have signed and you have certain KPIs that you need to make. You don't meet those KPIs. Your boss then pulls you into the, his or her office. You then get a warning. And if you don't rectify it, you then you know I mean, typically get written up and or you get let go. Yeah. So why are people treating their, their business any different? You have a role description as the CEO or founder or whatever you're calling yourself for your business to sell. Sell, sell, and sell. And, you know, if you're not going to sell, well, then I guess what? You're probably not going to be in business very long. Really? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a harsh reality. Yes. So my thing is, is that, you know, treat your business like you would a nine to five job and understand that your job description includes selling. Remember, selling is serving. Every time you sell, you're putting it out to someone and you're going to be able to better them. Now, people say, well, how often should I sell? Daily. Now, people are like, damn, daily, what do you mean? Like, I thought I should just be sprinkling it in. I should add content. Yes, you should. But if you're doing it correctly, you can still add a value piece. So, for example, on Instagram, I might talk about Tip Tuesday, and I'll give a really powerful tip. And I'll say, have a great day, Ange. But I'll still have a PS. If you need help with X, Y, and Z in your business, and this post you found was helpful, imagine what it would be like to work with me in my mastermind or something. Do you know what I mean? Head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and book in a discovery call so we can chat more. You can still sell, but yet everyone, oh, no, I'm yuck. Oh, no, 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 no. If you've added value, again, we're not doing this for shits and giggles. I don't, I haven't been doing podcasting for the last three years without doing sponsoring some of my own content, right? Like 
I'm still here to make money because it's not just about making money. My mission is to be able to help an additional two to 3,000 women by 2025 have the tools, community, and resources they need to grow profitable businesses. So if I am not making money, I can't be able to give that wealth back to other women, right? Yeah. So it's a knock-on effect. So your job is to sell. Now, if you go, okay, I don't want to sell daily. Okay, don't. But don't bitch and moan when you don't, do you know what I mean, have the revenue you want. Yeah. Right? Yes. And this is the other thing, the algorithm. The algorithm, if we're lucky on any given day, shows 3 to 5% of what we produce. So for those of you that think, oh, I feel yuck. If you've got 100 followers on Instagram, you're lucky if five of those people see what you're offering. And of those five people, you're lucky that they get back to your website, maybe one or two, if you're lucky. Yes. Because we have to remember that they're probably having, do you mean, scrolling through the feed, doing all the other things, distracted. You have 1,000 people. Well, now you've got 50 people. But that's those 50 people that saw you on a Monday. It's not a guarantee that the same 50 people are going to see what you're selling on a Tuesday. So again, it's not overkill by selling every day because unless you're paying to play with ads, you know, where people are actually seeing it and then we need to watch what the frequency is so that they're not annoying people. The reality of it is, is you need to be showing up every single day in some way, shape or form by letting them know what you have on offer. And you can do that by adding value first and then from there putting a PS on the bottom. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. And I really love that you're saying that as well, because I was also thinking, I'm like, well, there are businesses that do the opposite as well. They sell, 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 but they offer no value. So it really has to, in in a way, be a two-way street. You need to give as well as, Mm -hmm. because that's another thing. And I think that comes more about the, the showing up and the being visible side where people just hide behind a, you know, sell, 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 sell. Mm -hmm but they're not sharing mm-hmm. anything of themselves. And and that's the other side of, of business is that people buy from people. Like you said, mm-hmm. you know, we, yeah. and people buy humans. from people, <laughs> but people buy from people when they feel understood. Yes. And they resonate. Exactly right. So yeah, I'm not saying like you still need to show up and you still need to look at whatever your content pillars are, do you mean engagement, uh, you know, educational, do you mean testimonials or whatever it is that you do. But what I'm saying is you still need to be weaving in selling every single day. So whether or not that is you've got a regular Instagram post, but then in your stories, you might be selling or inside of my Facebook group, the women in business collaborative, right? Like I sell in there, but I also am sharing tips, right? And videos and things like that. So it is up on us because in order for the 3S framework to work, it's like a puzzle piece. Each of these S's is a puzzle or each of these S's is a side of a triangle. You need them all to work well in order for you truly to be able to hit that sweet spot and be able to skyrocket your sales. So for me, is like, you know, to recap that is you really need to begin be thinking about how are you making things in your sales easy or complicated and what can you do to change that? What's beliefs, stories and mind blocks are holding you back from being able to truly skyrocket your sales? Because, again, your internal world is a direct reflection of your external world. As I've said many times, remember, selling is simply serving. Again, how are you showing up in your business? What platforms are you on and are these the right ones? What does your data say about where you're showing up in the content you're creating? Do you have a strategy to skyrocket your sales and or your business? What's your promotional rhythm? And are you, again, selling on a regular basis? Because selling is serving. And make sure that it feels right to you. So that's, you mean, really in a nutshell, how I work, you know, collaboratively for myself, but also the women that I work with around skyrocketing their sales. I really love it. And it is so important to have all these pieces in place because 
often we just get, especially like when you look at Facebook ads and things, what you see is often the strategy part. It's like, I'll throw this at it, throw that at it, do that, do that, do that. But no, it, it all comes together. And I would say mindset is such an important piece of that. And I guess showing up often is mindset related and selling is often mindset related. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's really good. When you talk about um, uh, the rhythm, Mm -hmm. the promotional rhythm, how can people sort of get started on that? Because I'm sort of starting to think about systems, processes. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips about how to yeah, get so the first thing, that. yeah. So the first thing that I do is I just say like, right. Obviously, if you were like a toy store and you had fourteen hundred products, like I did at one stage, uh, to kind of group your toys together, right? That's an example. So group those products together. One, if you're a health store or something like that, you might, I don't know, do like all your vitamins one week, right? And then you might do, I don't know, if it's like waters the next week, and then the next week, like start grouping them because if you can group them, then again, it's going to be quite easy for whoever's helping you write your content every week. Just say, okay, great. This week we just have to write content around water or this week we wrote a write content around fine motor skills, right? It becomes easy. So number one is look at how you can group your products if you're an e-com business. Two, if you're a service-based business, I would write down what products do you actually have to sell? So many people say, oh, I don't have any products. But when I start to unpack it, they're like, oh, actually, I've got five or six things I could sell. I'm like, great. The thing is, is I say promotional rhythm and choose one product for a service-based business every single week to avoid confusing your audience. When you start, if you were to talk, if I talked about my mastermind on Monday, my one-to-one on Tuesday, my uh, group (laughs) coaching on Wednesday, this people start going, what the hell does Ange do? Yeah. Whereas that's why I like to go, like, I'll talk about my mastermind for that whole one week, but we'll talk about different elements, like the top 10 benefits of being in the mastermind. Then it might be like, hey, a testimonial from my client's mastermind. And then we might talk about, you know, what's holding you back in business and how you could change like a tip, right? And then I might put a PS, like I said, you know, visit my website to learn more, whatever, right? So I just find it's become so much easier for my team and for I to be able. So again, write out what it is that you're selling. And then the next thing that I would do is if you've got five, five products or six products, allocate a week to each of them. So promotional rhythm one for week one of February is going to be this week two for February is going to be this week. Three is going to be this week. Four is going to be this week. Five is going to be week this, like, right? Like, you know, and so forth. And then people like the pennies just start to fall, Bianca. They start going, oh, this isn't as difficult. And remember, but by also um, talking about one product per week is the reality of it is, is as we said, only 5% of people, if we're lucky, see what we have on every given week. So you may have talked about the mastermind on Monday night, but the people on Wednesday night, that could be the first time that they're hearing about it. So again, by doing, you know, choosing one promotional rhythm to focus on every single week, it allows, I mean, there's so many just opportunities and benefits for by doing it that way. I think it's brilliant. I'm actually learning quite a lot from this. <laughs> I'm going to write it down and going to do the same thing. It's almost like, yeah, having like mini themes. And I was thinking as well, like it, it'll become easier to create content because you're just focusing on one thing rather than, oh, what am I going to do this time? Or what are we? And then you can recycle it. That's the other thing. That- well, exactly right. And so <laughs> in Airtable for us, what we have is we have all of our posts that we've ever talked about the mastermind. 
and we have them in there. So in a year from now or 18 months from now, we're looking at our promotional rhythm for the week for the mastermind. We can go, oh, we can pick this one, this one, this one, and this one, right? Yeah. So we we'll, might use a new graphic or we might kind of beef it up, but the, our core content is there, right? And so in our Airtable document, for example, literally, we literally have all the products listed. And then we've got any posts that we've ever done around that. And we just click the post there. So that again, if I lose my content creator or I'm busy, anyone should be able to go in there and just pick that information and plop it back in. So brilliant. I've I've got a content system as well, but I haven't split it out into like a rhythm. So that's what I'm going to do first. <laughs> it's brilliant. All right. So we've got show up, strategy and selling. Yes. Now, one more thing I want to talk to you about because, and it's a trap that I see lots of people fall in and I do it sometimes as well, is getting busy with work but Mm -hmm. not necessarily doing the right things or being productive. Mm -hmm. So in in terms of your 3S framework, um, showing up strategy and selling, Mm -hmm. how do we make sure and where do we start so that we actually are doing the right things and not just fluffing. Right. I mean, again, I'd, I would ask you just to assess the last 48 hours of your business world, right? Uh, have you been being busy or have you been being productive? There's a big difference. You know, uh, if you're genuinely honest with yourself, scrolling on Instagram, right? So people will say like, I'm like, like yeah, I'm showing up on Instagram. Well, how? And then it's like, really, I was scrolling or Jimmy and I was liking or is that that's part of the engagement with Instagram. I get that. How long did you spend on Instagram? Oh, well, let's just look at your iPhone, right? iPhone says I was on, do you know what I mean, social media or whatever for X amount of time last week. Okay. You know, but they were just being, do you mean busy? They were just fluffing around, right? Because they weren't showing up on the right platforms or they got distracted by Clubhouse because it's new or they had no strategy when they were over on Instagram, right? Um, or they were over there again, being busy, but they're not selling, right? So the thing is, is whereas when you're being productive is you're like, great, I know I need to be on Instagram to engage. So I'll spend 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night, and I'll allocate those into my calendar. Because when you allocate time into your calendar, just like you would again, if you were in a nine to five, when I was in a nine to five, my entire day was mapped out on my calendar. We're here as we have to-do lists. Actually pop in where your time is going to be allocated. And it allows you to be a lot more productive because you've got time allocation to distribution of what tasks needs to be done. So by doing that, you're like 15 minutes, right? Then get off of it. You spent your time engaging. The content is done. Go and be more productive. Another thing I talk about is, you know, working on your business versus in your business, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have set time for you every single week to do or every fortnight, whatever works for you and your family, you know, CEO time or the, you know, this literally call it working on your business, right? So often businesses aren't. So therefore, again, they're just running with their tail between their legs, being busy, but not being productive. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. And if I think about the whole, show up um, strategy selling your whole 3S framework, It I can see how it is how it can be really easy to fall into the busy because, you know, the whole showing up thing is almost a distraction sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's really important that keep your strategy in mind and your end goal in mind. What is it that I need to do? And almost use like a template for showing up. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. I need to do this and I need to remember to sell. And what is the end goal? Why am I doing this? And then off you go. Anyway, I'm sure we could talk about this. Yeah. Like, and the know. thing is like, too, is like, I just, uh, I, 
like with Clubhouse is a prime example, right? Clubhouse is relatively still new. Mm. And during the school holidays, I was on it all the time. But then I was like, you know what? Right now for where I'm at, my bandwidth is like, yes, some of my clients are on there 100%, right? But you also have to ask yourself, what is your bandwidth? If it's Christmas or do you mean Easter or whatever, and you've got kids to deal with, et cetera, it's like, do you mean show up where you can, but again, create, create that quality content, right? You, again, like Clubhouse is great, but I haven't, you know, uh, it's something that you're going to have to master and you're going to have to nail effectively, right? And yes, I've got 3,000 followers over there, but I don't have the bandwidth. So I've put Clubhouse to the side to continue just to focus on Instagram, Facebook, and my podcast because that's what works best for me. Yep. And that's another thing. That's why I haven't actually jumped on the on the Clubhouse bandwagon because I don't have the bandwidth at the moment. Yep. And it's actually quite rare for me not to jump on any shiny new thing, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm, again, sticking to my podcast as well. And um, I've even outsourced some of my Instagram and my Facebook management. Mm-hmm. Like I can still create the content, but someone else can post it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. Or vice versa. I've got a lady who helps to create my content for me because she goes and looks at my podcast transcripts. She looks at my posts that I've posted doing on other platforms and she'll then repurpose it. So it's still my voice, but instead of me having to reinvent the wheel, she goes and picks it. She then schedules it for me and then I'll go in and review it every week with her. Yeah, brilliant. And that's another way that, that we can show up, right? It's that 3S framework, but mm-hmm. we don't have to do the showing up physically or like all the time we can reuse things which I Mm -hmm. think is really good and I forget about that sometimes I'm like no 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 we can reuse things Mm -hmm. might need to be tweaked but and the same message that's the other thing I think is really important that you can use different types of posts but if you're a service provider and you have one service having the one message I think Mm -hmm. is really important as well Yep, absolutely. No, it's it's just so important, right? But yes, if you can focus on those three S's that we've talked about, you will absolutely have the opportunity to skyrocket your sales 100%. I think that's brilliant. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes um, so people can find out more about that. All right. I know that we can talk about this like almost all day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. I have two more questions that I always ask everyone. What are you curious about right now? So what I'm curious about right now is the bullshit that goes with an online business manager creating systems um, and the false um, hope that I feel certain businesses give people. And what I mean by that is so often people are just telling you, go hire your online business manager, go hire your project manager, go hire, you know, whoever it is go hire your accountant. And I guess it's probably relevant just because it's, it's hit me, but it's, it's got me thinking a lot is, Yes, I've hired an online business manager and we're doing phenomenal work and we're moving very quickly. But the way people make it out is you hire an online business manager and your business is sorted within weeks. (laughs) I'm going on like what are we now since I've really like been full force with this online business manager versus a VA for six months now. And I reckon we're still 12 months before we see the end of light. Genuinely, genuinely. Yeah. And I actually had quite a lot of SOPs. I'm quite structured, right? But they have to extract everything else from my brain in order to get, you know, our, tighten our organizational structure and, you know, all these things, right? So one of the things that I'm curious about right now is why these stories are continuing and what I can do to make a difference to make sure that when people hire an online the business manager, that they're a lot more realistic going, actually, it's probably gonna be 12 to 18 months before I see the bigger picture. Same thing with accounting, right? You know, I've just had to let go of my other accountants uh, because they weren't doing the right thing. These next crew have been nothing but phenomenal. Uh, we're also implementing 
implementing, you know, profit first. Yep. But again, anyone who knows profit first, and, and, and this isn't any meaning by my accountant, but what I'm saying is people are like, hire your accountant to do X, Y, and Z, and everything will be running smoothly. Uh, no, well, my old accountant screwed things up. So we had to go and rectify that. Yeah. And because of that, we're now still cleaning that mess up. That's almost done. Now we have to go do profit first. And whereas profit first is you've got to open like 7 million bank accounts, right? And put <laughs> yes. all these buckets in place. I use it, yep. <laughs> like, okay, where would you like me to find time to go open up seven new bank accounts when my days are full, right? So what I'm saying is, is what I'm curious about now is, is why people... Uh, their messaging make it like it's so easy when yeah. the reality of it is. And like, again, I'm lucky to be in a position where I'm, you know, I mean, a multi six figure business owner and I've got cash to be able to go and do these things. But if I was back in bootstrapping stage and I wanted to outsource some of this, right, they might not have as much money to last them as long. So I'm curious to know what other things need to be put in place to actually help businesses know the full essence of what goes into these processes and how we can start sooner rather than later. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And while you were talking about that, I was actually thinking it's the same when you go into a job, it takes you a good 12 months. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, like a cycle. It's like a good 12 months. And then that's when you finally find your feet and know what you're doing. So mm-hmm. why would it be any different in business anyway? But okay. So yeah. if you had an extra $1,000 in your marketing budget, what would you spend it on? An extra thousand bucks. What would I spend it on? Listen, again, I'd like to, like, I'm being a bit naive here. I mean, I spend $4,000 a month on an ads manager, right? So to me, a thousand bucks, I don't know, really, do you mean? Because I just feel like in this day and age, if I'm being honest, I don't know what your thoughts are, is a thousand bucks doesn't get you far these days, really, yes. unless you're doing it yourself. So what I would say is I'd probably start testing YouTube ads because I think Facebook can go suck a nut really um, <laughs> at the moment with everything that's going on and how it's really crippled a lot of businesses over the yeah. last few weeks. Uh, so I would be saying YouTube ads or my, you know, with a close second with Pinterest ads, right? Um, I think we need to be looking at how to leverage other... I, I'm. Please note, my SEO traffic, 44% of my traffic comes from SEO. So I've got my own podcast. I've got my own SEO in place. I think I do do that quite well. I'm all about not building my real estate on other people's land, but I know not everyone is. And I think it's important for people to realize that they need to be owning their own assets. So, and not just playing in Facebook and being reliant on Facebook. So for me is I would be saying probably, yeah, YouTube, I'd be starting, but you wouldn't get very far because I would need to hire in my, I don't have, I would be, how do I say this? I would be outsourcing that task because it's, yeah. I have no interest in learning uh, YouTube, though I would want to learn how they work so I could call the person out if they're screwing up. Yes. I don't want to know the mechanics behind that. So I feel a thousand bucks might get me a course that would allow me that. But if I wanted to outsource, I think really I'd be looking at, you know, Oh, much more you know, than that. Four to yeah. $6,000, you know? So yeah, yeah. I just want to say like, yeah. So that's maybe one consultation with someone who can explain it to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I would probably have to say like, because that's all it's really going to get me, right? But yeah, I'd be, I'd be looking at YouTube ads would be my go-to at this particular stage. Ooh, exciting. I like that. And yes, I totally feel you on the Facebook side. That's yes. And my days. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that was the end of this week's show. If you have questions about skyrocketing your sales, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au. I'll put everything in the show notes, um, all the links to any relevant podcast episodes about the 3S framework or where to find out 
where to find more about it. A really big thanks to you, Angela. I really loved having you on the show. Thanks so much. Gosh, no, thank you so much for having me. It's always fun hanging out and connecting with other amazing women. So, so fun, uh, yeah, being able to be on your show today. Awesome. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you heard the podcast. Your review will help others find the show and learn more about the amazing world of online marketing. And don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at newschoolofmarketing.com where you can learn more about Angela, check out useful links, download free resources, and leave a comment about the show. 